Welcome, fellow travelers, to the NeverEnding Adventure podcast. We are on episode one of season three. I am Russell Tyndall, and my co-host is... DJ Neddy P. Ah, thank you. Uh, Man, welcome. Ned, you look great. Love that tan top. Yeah, it's summertime, baby. It is summertime. uh, Suns out, guns out. I know. I I was was in a hoodie this morning and uh, stepped outside at like lunchtime. I was like, okay, I'm stripping down. I'm doing tank top and shorts today. Stripping down. That's why we need to get a visual element to this podcast because we know all you travelers want to see us in tank tops. In tank tops. You want to see start my OnlyFans. Well, we now maybe not OnlyFans, maybe Patreon. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe OnlyFans. <laughs> it's, we'll all the, see it's all if, the same if, thing. If there's a demand for it, uh, you know, twist my arm. <laughs> twist, twist, Pull twist my something shirt. else. Don't don't say OnlyFans. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Man, we're we're here. Ned, how you doing? Are you feeling yeah. a little bit rested after last week? We took a week off in preparation for uh, starting season three. And actually, I guess I'm cutting you off. You're about to say something, but I came down and saw you. I know. Well, that, that's what I was going to kick it off with and be like, hey, the last time we actually spoke was in person, which is not as frequent as it used to be. It's true. I Yeah, I had to go down for a blighted uh, Easter trip to go see my mom. And then go see my grandma and my sister as well. And if anyone follows us on Instagram, um, whatever our, our thing is, I don't know. Anyways, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably already saw the miniature donkey um, that my grandma has. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful time. Her house is so cool. It's very much over the river and through the woods. And it always felt like that as a little kid. Yeah. Well, no, you showed me that picture of the donkey and I was like, I'm so glad we did a Shrek special on this show because I was like, <laughs> yeah. that is the donkey from Shrek. 100%. It is. It's the same life. size. I know. It's, it's like, like the miniature aspect is kind of like more like dog size. So it's just like perfect. And I was like, yeah. is your is your grandma living in a swamp? Like what's going Man, on? Man, she lives, we used to call it like a farm. She had a bunch of goats, uh, a horse, a donkey, and she raised and trained Labradors. And so as a kid, like I said, you go over the rivers, which is the Georgia and South Carolina border, get into South Carolina, and then she lives in like the countryside, like surrounded by trees. So it really in the, felt in the like, boonies. Yeah, it felt like magical in a sense going to grandma's house. It always felt really cool. Yeah, I feel like, well, in the South, we say it's magical. It's gorgeous. You recreate with nature. And uh, I think everybody else in the world goes, that's the boonies. Well... I don't, yeah, it is kind of <laughs> hick. It is. I always hick try to des- describe like South Georgia things I've done with people, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like I am a hillbilly. Like <laughs> yeah. saying this well, was the most fun weekend I've ever had. Like true. My grandma has a donkey. Not many people can say that, and it's it's not like a rich thing either. It's it's very much just a someone had a donkey yeah, you, they were trying to get rid of. Found one on Craigslist for like seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> land. Uh, but Whoa. no, we had, man, I got to go see your new, your brand new house in Atlanta and Jeez. see your studio space. The new, the new studio space. It's quite wonderful. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I dig it's, it. It's, we got to get a little bit more soundproofing in here. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's a home. You got yeah. a home there. Home studio, baby. I'm, I'm you, at DJ Cowboy Hat J. level now. Do I? I said I'm at DJ Cowboy Hat level now. I got a little home studio, you know? It's true. It's very no, true. Not as good as his, but it's good. No, not at all. Nor are you nearly as talented as a producer. Mm-mm. No way. No way, no how. But anyways, had a great trip. It was fun to see you. And uh, I'm sure we'll hang again next time I'm in town. No, no, next you, time you're in town, I don't know, because you came up here and didn't see me, but I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, Dude, I was on so many work calls. It's I'm just, just saying. Silly. Well, next time we do it, we'll make sure we just coordinate microphones. We just bring microphones to one location or another, and like we, we should have, kinda... we should have recorded yeah. together. Yeah, this is a good little this is a good little spot for doing like a uh, on the couch in the chair like type interview. That would have been fun. Uh, anyways, let's get into this episode a little bit. I got a prediction right off the bat. Well, hold Ned, on, Ned, you're gonna love Let, this episode, huh? Let them let the viewers know we are starting season oh. three. It's official, well, man. I already said it. Yeah, we're starting season three. Here we go. You know, we're getting into it. 
Uh, Ned's going to love this episode because it's a treehouse episode pretty much. Yeah. I, you know, I love this episode. I, I can't say I love it. I like this episode. I thought oh, it was a okay. strong way to start out season three because I, I read a lot of stuff about, you know, Adventure Time as a whole and like where does it fall off? Where does it really hit the mark and everything? And I, I read some reviews in terms of just general reviews. Well, season three is great. It takes a lot of canon. It takes a lot of our development that we've already been through, but it doesn't lose that Finn and Jake having fun doing goofy adventures mentality. So I, I really feel like the storyline in Conquest of Cuteness, season three, episode one, really fits in with a similar narrative fun time as season one. But we get some aspects of our characters are already developed. We're not building anything new. And it's kind of nice to not be playing catch up, but to also get a fun random story, you know? Yeah, at the very most, we have Jake and Finn reflecting on their shared mother. But otherwise, it's just a one-off adventure with some really cute characters. But I'm actually getting ahead, and I think we both are a little bit. Let's We have a Traveler's Log segment for this episode. Yes, and Maybe we, we should hop into that. Yeah, we had a great message from Austin who was um, reviewing and kind of giving us some notes back when we did Mortal Folly, again, our first ever Lich introduction and one that I feel like we could talk about for like two more episodes, <laughs> honestly, we could get into it. Um, but Austin had some great notes and, and I really, I've got some feedback for Austin as well in terms of what I agree and disagree with. And the, the first note, I didn't even think about, but he mentioned Jake becoming the backpack to comfort Finn is iconic, like bro material. And it I is. totally agree. Like no more. We didn't have Jake suit. We didn't have anything like Jake could have totally been Jake suit there. But the backpack, when Finn had uh, gotten his backpack ripped by the zombies, he didn't have a backpack anymore. Like Jake becoming the backpack was like super bro moment, which was awesome. It's just enough encouragement. And I almost brought it up because I had noticed it on the episode, but I was so distracted by what a crazy episode that was that I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it for like over an hour. Like it was, it, we, we pretty much like tapped out what we could have without going for two hours, you know? Agreed. Um, but the second note that Austin had was, he said, most important, number, number two, double exclamation point, most important, um, when at the Well of Power, the Lich's voices, a voice permeates Finn's mind after the gem shatters. Uh, something really interesting to Austin is that the Ice King doesn't have the gems from Bubblegum. We do see the Lich attempt to control the Ice King. I'd imagine the Lich's mind has multiple channels such that he doesn't ha need to isolate his spells to control one uh, being at a time, especially since he his will is already split amongst the skeletons in the foyer. Um, but Austin has two theories, and I'm going to probably just paraphrase both of them because I kind of understood both of them. Is the first one is Ice King's mind is too corrupt, as is. It's too jumbled up. Um, he has a spoiler in here, but it's it's already kind of pretty much like a labyrinth, like we already talked about. Um, and that the the skeleton, well, the Lich chooses the snail because it's more of like an empty vessel. Um, and the Ice King's mind's already just like kerplunkled. Um, and then his second point, his his second hypothetically speaking, his second theoretically speaking, if you will, theoretically speaking, is that there is a similarity or a strong connection between uh, Bubblegum's crown, aka her gem in her crown, uh, the jewels, and Ice King's jewels in his crown. And I do, I agree with both of these points, Austin. I definitely think your first one is a little bit more valid, that the Ice King's mind is a little bit too much labyrinth for the Lich to do any sort of kind of possession or control. And I think we see that. There is some other, I can't even pull it out of me right now, some other moment in the show when someone tries to possess or uh, do a magic spell over the Ice King and it just doesn't work because it's like there's nothing to control there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with Austin's first point. Um, I do agree that there's an importance and a connection between the gems and the crowns, but also, you know, Ice King, PB, their elementals, the other princesses also have jewels in their crowns that are important, but they're not elementals, all of them. 
So that one, that's the only reason why that theory gets a little bit hazy, I would say. Yeah, I got you. I do love the idea of, and I don't know anything about the Lich, but that the Lich has multiple channels through which it can cast multiple spells on other creatures. That feels very, I mean, it feels very name of the Wendy for me, for anyone that <laughs> loves the King Killer Chronicles. And I've mentioned that before, but uh, that that's cool. I love that, Austin. Man. Yeah. No, Austin, that's a good thought. That That's Sick. very much where I feel like our minds on the podcast go, for sure. Yeah. A little bit that of that was a little over my head just because I am only on season three. It Man, it's weird spending a year and only getting to season three of a show. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's weird. I feel like we, we get so many comments on our posts and our what we share. And they're like, oh, you didn't talk about this. You didn't talk about Masha the Sky Witch. You didn't talk about Darren the Ancient Sleeper's Past. And I was like, yeah, it's dude, because we're reviewing like season two. Like, just calm yeah. down. Like, we're going to get there. We just can't talk about everything all at once, you know? Well, exactly. And neither will we really want to. And we're no experts in a sense. I mean, you certainly are uh, an expert on the podcast and, and a big fan of the show and, and know a lot about it. But uh, we didn't write the show, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're we, not, we don't have we a don't degree know. in adventure time. Well, I think our, I think our fans, they, you know, everybody gets really stoked when we start getting into the deep stuff True. and they're like, well, you didn't talk about we this. We can't blame like, them. Let's not hit four, on Four seasons later, I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, like, I would talk about it, but like, that's not what we're focusing on. Like, yeah. there's a lot to talk about, about Ice King, but we can't all talk about it in the episode where Ice King appears for 40 seconds, you know? Yeah. No hate, no hate. Don't mean they spread any hate on the, the travelers uh, by any means, but... No, I actually, I love the feedback. Even if they're calling us out or pointing something out, like it'll, it'll cause uh, conversations to be had in the comment sections and stuff like that. Like it's, it's all good uh, as long as it's for love. Um, but anyway. <laughs> as, as, as long as it's righteous, bro. As long as, as, it's, long righteous. as it's righteous. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm so righteous. Anyways, uh, you know what is righteous? The everything burrito. And that's how we're yes. kicking off the conquest of cuteness. A little segue. Um, man. I could not do it. It's It's got spatulas and pans all in it. And then the cleanup, Ned, the cleanup of the everything burrito afterwards would, I would never do it. I'd just make eggs and throw well, them in a burrito. Like, well, like he just said, all, there's that. nothing to clean up if it's all in the burrito. So That's all, point. You know, there is no cleanup. So I, it's more than, you know. I'm sold. I'm back in. Uh, I was, but like every I was good more dog, he bears it in the yard. I was more going to ask you though, if you were to okay. do an everything burrito, what would be in there? Uh, like, it no has to be fruit. random. You know, it has to be, there's, there's some rules. It has to be random. It has to be like everything you love in a burrito. It would be a quarter honey. It'd be just a ton of honey, <laughs> uh, whipped cream, chocolate. I'm making a dessert burrito for sure. I mean, um, I, guess I don't know you, if that's what you were looking for. My man, bed. I love my bed. My bed's going to be in it. I'm going to be one of those people can that can eat mattresses. In bed, you know. What did you say? The best burrito I've ever had in my life, I ate in bed. So I don't blame you there. Um, no, I'm I'm eating my bed. I'm not eating it in bed. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Well, you asked. <laughs> what are you eating? I only what are you love my on your bed burrito? and my mama. I'm sorry. Okay, no. <laughs> Copyright. Copyright. Um, <laughs> anyways. You can do six seconds. We're good. Yeah. Ned, they got a ton of treasure. We pointed this out, I think, in season one. Mm -hmm. And their house is just flooded with treasure. They need a bank or something. This is getting out of hand. Yeah. Well, you, we already can tell there's all these kingdoms in Ooh. There's no centralized bank except for, aka, when the king of Ooh comes around and wants to somewhat democratize, uh, maybe be a monarch over all of Ooh. There, there'd be a central bank there, but there's no central bank of Ooh besides what they can hold in their treehouse. And that's probably, they, the, that's probably the safest place for it. Yeah, but are they like plundering dungeons or are people just throwing treasure at them when they solve small problems? Like, no, I, I got would... some birds, got a cat. I would 100% think it's just dungeon plundering. Okay. You know? Well, that's cool. I mean, that is one of the best episodes of the show is Dungeon. Is Dungeon, yeah. So far, I mean, I still think Dungeon sits in my top three of, of the too. first two seasons for sure. Yeah, two or two, three or four. Yeah. Um, but but also, did you notice that it was like the rest of it? It was like all treasure. And then it was like in this episode, it was like ham, cheese, eggs, and like bacon all yeah, in there. Yeah, they're no better than the Ice King. I would assume it was because maybe Jake made 
the everything burrito. Maybe they had just plundered some sort of like breakfast uh, dungeon because their treasure room was just filled with like cheese and bacon and ham. And I was like, maybe they just had like, they plundered yeah. the dungeon. It was only full of food. So Jake was like, I got to make an everything burrito, <laughs> you know? Maybe so. Yeah. They were That's inspired. They yeah, must have been I, inspired. I would do, you know? Well, we got a, a threat to the everything burrito in this episode. The yes, uh, the cuties, the legion of cuties, man. They are mm-hmm. they're pretty dang cute, and their king is even cuter. And he is I, my lovely. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Oh no, that's your lovely. Was the yeah. king of cuteness? Ah uh, no. See, I thought everybody else in the legion of cuteness was cuter than the king. Yeah, but the king has like a fun arc, sort of, and you get to see how how like hurt he is and sad he is that he he just can't rule anybody. He just wanted to take take people over and and be evil and he's just too cute. He's never gonna be evil. You know, he no, he learned he at is. the end that the mind like mind manipulation is the way to go with his cuteness, but I don't know, man. I, I like mean him. we we can already get deep in this one in in terms of my my qualms with Jay or uh, with Finn and the king of cuteness, the king of the cuties is that like, it reminded me of vibes of when we dealt with the tree, witch. you know, Finn really wants to help this person or entity or, you know, being that is inherently evil. Like they don't want the good or, uh, you know, Finn says as long as you can use your powers as long or your cute powers, as long as you're righteous. But like, the cute king's t- trying to be evil, like, and Finn still helps them just like he helped the tree witch. And that was kind of like my connection. It was like, Finn helps them. They still aren't good at the end of it. But Finn, you know, quoting season one, he's just like, I'm freaking all about helping people, you know, like, yeah, but he just they wants had to the help. opportunity. They, they didn't take it. They could have, if they were really evil, and they should have just snuck around in the night and and put poison in the burrito. They should have killed them while they were sleeping. There's so many things that they could have done, but they didn't do. They were trying to have just like a very conventional, like we're going to charge at you and you charge at us battle sort of thing. And then even at the end, what what does he use his cuteness for? Hey, Ice King, make me a sandwich. Man, that is that is so evil, you know, <laughs> like... He's, I mean, I it, was the, it was the sense of like wanting to rule somebody, obviously, but, yeah, I you know. know, not with the Whatever. sense of ruling somebody where, you know, you know, at least Princess Bubblegum rules people and she has this, you know, better society in mind, not ruling people for the sake of having power, you know. Oh, you're ridiculous, Ned. How will they ever splash around in the brains of their enemies if uh, they explode without, if they can't step they, two steps without exploding. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's just like, they're you, adorable, do, dude. do you have so much sympathy for somebody who's trying to do something bad, but they just can't do it that you're just like, here, let me help you do that bad thing. And like, it's going to be totally fine. And he had a victory dance. Ned, what is not to like about the cute king? You're silly. Oh, well, the only thing is that my lovely of the episode is probably an underdog. It's not Bimo. It's not BMO. I know you yeah. thought it might be BMO, but no, uh, it's too, L- too it's, small of a part. It's LSP. Yeah, it's LSP. When, great. when they when they gather the group together, it's like Cinnamon Bun, the Goose, and LSP, and Jake and Finn. First of all, just like a freaking motley crew. If I've ever well, seen one, I have an idea about that. So they say all our friends. So they're gonna go get all of their friends, and they get those four right um, i think i mean that's that had to have been like the four people that were just wandering around somewhere close to their treehouse dude i think they called everybody but the only four <laughs> that were willing to help though it makes sense i mean they're not exactly sense. the brightest or most ambitious it's the crew. only only ones that didn't have anything going on at the time <laughs> yeah like like i could just imagine lsp just like yeah yeah all right i'll, I'll help you whatever you yeah, know like, like, like jennifer let me hang up i gotta go help i gotta go help my buddy Fen. he might like me yeah, and then like Princess Bubblegum, you know, they go up to Princess Bubblegum and be like, "Hey, here's what's going on." She's like, "Finn, I have other things that I'm doing, man." Like, Dude, yeah, she, I'm sorry. She at this point has not helped him with any of his quests. He has only helped her with her quest. Wait, she's it thirteen is though. She's yeah, thirteen now. We won't we won't get there until episode six of this season. So I'm uh, not gonna I'm not gonna uh, try to get too ahead of ourselves talking right. about PB in this season specifically. See her as the context of her being thirteen years old. It, maybe my theory is wrong because really she would probably go help him because that's exactly what a 13 year old would do. Yeah. Like 
oh, this sounds like a great quest. Let's do it. I don't know. Well, it'll come back into play. It's, I do wish we we saw more thirteen year old Bumblegum going like doing fun random adventures like this one though. Well, tell me more about why LSP is your lovely. Just she gets so into the part, and again, I think it's because she's so bored with her life. You know, she she's accepted it. She she is a part of this hobo in the woods mentality. But anytime that she even gets to go like help her friends, she's just like all about it, and she's like. Uh, and again, it's it's my tops of the episode, and it's my lovely. It's just like my heart hurts because I fell out of love. It's just like such a good line, honestly. The perspective she takes on how they go about like acting like they lost or like they were defeated. It's fall in love, fall out of love, fake die of a heart, a fake heart attack is so funny. Yeah. Like I would love to see the voice actor from the show do that little monologue that she does. Just, I want to see them recreate that. I'm yeah. sure it's hilarious to watch oh, them voice and act again, LSP. It, it, it's my tops of the episode. Like her monologue about just like <laughs> faking dying about, about over cute people. And like Finn's like, we're going to pretend to die. And she's just like, I'm in it. She's like, she's 100% sold. She's 100% on board. So like my lovely goes to LSP just for being like gung-ho for an adventure at this point. <laughs> I don't even think it would have had to That's have been fair. this. Like she would have been gung ho for any adventure at this point. I think, man, LSP. If if you're not choosing the cute king, I think LSP is probably the next best character in this episode, just yeah. for that reason alone. Yeah, I, I would have my 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 backup lovely. You know, if you hadn't accepted my first okay. one, was uh, Blimblop, who the cuteness king calls out, and he's like, Blimblop, you didn't even do anything. You just explode, and she <laughs> like points yeah. at him, and he just goes. And just explodes on the spot. What about the one that runs into a mushroom right in the crotch? That one <laughs> had me cracking the up. Mushroom. Uh, the other one, I just the, I love the one that was standing there at the very end, and just all of his body parts fell off. I was like, oh, that's just wonderful. Yeah. Well, Ned, how about this? All right, let me recreate what the cute king does. A little visual gag for uh, our our people travelers. Okay. All right. You know, I love the cute king in this episode. I think the cute king was great, and here's why. What about now? With the blinking eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to be, uh, trying to do a recreation of the cute king when... Trying to be one of the cute army. Well, when he convinces the ice king to make him a sandwich, you know, and he like lays down and he's all adorable and his eyes start to glisten. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh man. I, I love the ice king cameo. Again, it's, it's for why we actually have had some people on TikTok go like, I'm trying to start the show, but I can't get through season one, you know it's part of the canon. Like you wouldn't understand the funniness of the ice King in this episode. If you didn't know where it came from and the ice King's just like sitting in his uh, castle, just like beat bopping on the floor doing nothing. It's kind of like, Oh my gosh, we see the ice King's boring life and why he wants to find princesses, why he wants to hang out with Finn and Jake. It's like, he's just doing nothing up there. You know, most of the time. It's true. I had a comment recently that was saying, like, like you said, where do I start? I really don't want to watch the first two seasons. And sure, you could start with season three, I'm sure. But there are like little sprinkles of canon and building of characters and all that that I feel like matters so much. Just like when someone's like, oh, do I just start this podcast on the most recent episode? I'm like, yeah, you can. But like we do have little things that flow through the entire podcast that like you might appreciate more if you start from the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the appreciation. It's that whole thing. You know, if we had yeah. started this podcast out and you'd never watched the show, I mean, like I could have said we could have started on season three. That's when you get into some deeper stuff or we really would have started with Moral Folly, honestly. Um, yeah. yep. But then you wouldn't get like, you'd be like, I just hate the Ice King. There's no reason for me to love him. But now that you know him, you do have like a little bit of the appreciation of the growth and development. So, of that the was character. kind of my reaction anyways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Of, you, I you, were, you were savaging Ice King at the end of season two for sure. Uh, well, Ned, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've tried to do an LSB. I'm laughing. I can't do an LSB impression. I was going to say I'm falling in love with our commercial and I think we need to hop into a, a little commercial break. If that's all right yeah, with just, you. Oh yeah. Take a little, take a little breather. We're good. Today's episode was brought to you in part by moms. It takes a special person to braid the trials and tribulations of pregnancy, put up with your insufferable teenage angst. And be patient as you plead for space in order to find your own sense of self as an adult only to emerge from your chrysalis, a reflection of that of which you fled. 
Whether your own mom or a motherly figure in your life, we can all agree moms are great and dads are dumb. <laughs> Thanks, moms. And the words of Cindy Lauper, as seen on the Nickelodeon classic film Rugrats in Paris, which really reflects the sentiments of this episode's brief reference to Finn and Jake's mom. I want a mom that will last forever. I want a mom that will make it all better. I want a mom that will last forever. I want a mom that will love me. Whatever. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. I know. I think every time I welcome it back in, I say one thing and I'm like, Russell, bounce off. I know. It was definitely, you were supposed (laughs) to take the lead. Oh, man. Don't we? We just just all love our moms, don't we? We just loved mamas. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love that moment when Jake and Finn are in bed together, you know? Yeah, and- it, it, there's a big part of that that I think is really important to this season is that they reference it as mom and Jake's like, yeah, you know, didn't mom used to say things like that? And Finn was like, yeah, I miss mom, you know, like all that stuff. And you really get to see when they're in the same bed together, they the aspect of brotherliness coming back together is that they're not just these buddies. It's not just a boy and his dog. Like they are really actually brothers. And yeah. Well, the show brings it back in. It's a point that they are brothers. It's not, you know, some something else. And I think it's a really important moment where they reference her as mom. It's like one of the first times in the show that they are referencing that they share a mom. You know? Yeah, Jake says, you sound just like mom sometimes. You always, or she always knew just what to say. And it's, there's something like really... I don't know. Just like really sweet about that. Like it's a really sweet sentiment. I guess we found out a while back that Jake's parents have passed away, right? Yeah. We well, we we figure out they're not around, and then when, in Boom Boom Mountain, we figured out that you know Jake's parents, Margaret and Jake, or excuse me, oh wow, not Margaret and Jake. Um, wow, why am I blanking? I don't know. Margaret, Bob and Margaret. Ethel is what comes to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not Bob and Ethel. I'm now I'm just blanking. I'm just uh I don't know. I can't remember Jake's Oh my name. gosh. Wow, Dad. that's bad. It's uh it's I'm trying to think of like the detective episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't I? But yes, that the, that they share parents. And and this is I think a big a big reference to Finn, like really Joshua. Yes, Joshua and Margaret. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Like I'm all of my super fans are like, he's not a super fan. I know. I know. Um, now I'm like, who am I podcasting with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just been a long week, guys. It's just been a long no. week. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, it's it's important to see that Finn has accepted that they were a part of his life. Like that's who he considers mom to be. Yeah. You know? And apparently they have the cremation urn. Like in the living room, you know, mm. that that's awesome. I mean, so sweet. Very cool. I hate to say it. It's kind of my tops of the episode only because of the cute character that's behind the urn. And just what a great and kind of like a rough, sad bit that was that he had where he's like, this is your mom. I've come to tell you that you're dumb. Come <laughs> to tell how you dumb you, are. dumb you are. And I hate you guys so much. <laughs> like, oh man. I yeah, it's just a great little break. But yeah. But I thought it was really sweet. That whole scene, you know, the way Finn reacts to like, okay, I know like something's keeping you up. Like, you know, uh you were freaked out earlier today about those little cute guys and what they might have done yeah. to your burrito. Well, the Come funny into bed, thing was, stay in uh, bed. Don't worry about it. I feel like it was done on. So the funny thing, and just actually reading more about the episode, it's the only time in the show that Finn is ever uh, seen not sleeping in his little like beanbag sleeping bag. Oh, yeah, and I think true. it's it's on purpose so Jake can come and like get in the covers with them. Yeah, you so know? he's more he's more open and accepting looking versus yeah. closed off and in a sleeping bag. That makes exactly. sense. Yeah. So yeah. I thought I thought that was interesting that they did it, and and yeah, it's it's it creates this really kickoff season three, like we're doing this fun little episode, but like, let's really build some canon. Like these guys are brothers. They've got this, the mom thing. It's kind of freaking them out. Um, but let's, let's lead that into like that. That's that moment happened because Jake, first of all, gets spooked by, you know, the cuties talking about poison, <laughs> something with his everything burrito. He thinks it's poisoned. Mm-hmm. And then he hears noises and Jake is like, so scared. I wanted to, to talk about, Jake's fear in this episode. I just thought okay. it was yeah. I just thought it was really surprising. Did you not? 
Well, totally. And we spent an entire episode developing Finn's fear in season Mm -hmm. one or two, the water episode or the ocean episode. But we haven't, other than vampires, we don't really know much about what Jake is afraid of or or what he stays away from in his personal life. Yeah. It was interesting to see the way he reacted. What was this a dog reaction or was this a characteristic, like human characteristic? Uh, reaction, if that makes sense. I may be yeah. saying that wrong. Yeah, well, and, and I think that that's why I wanted to like hyper-analyze this because I thought it was just really interesting in this episode because Jake is like, you know, he's super stretchy powerful. He's been the mature guy in a lot of situations. He was there for Finn and not scared of diving deep in the ocean when Finn was all, we had the Finn fear episode. Um, the only thing we know about Jake's fears is that he's afraid of vampires at this point. Um. And this one, I I tried to look up if there was a phobia of like, if you freak yourself out, like being afraid of things that you make yourself afraid of that you, cause you don't know, you know, like the fear of the unknown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a phobia of that. Like if, if any of my followers know what I'm talking about, like send us a message and, Ned, and let me know what it is. I think that, I think that's just called anxiety. It is well, and you could, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's just Jake anxiety. <laughs> I think it's is just that. anxiety. <laughs> and it's reflective of though his fear of vampires, though, because like it's like he gets so psyched out when they talk about everything burrito. Then he hears noises, and he thinks that there's the dead goat on the floor, and he's like, the guts are everywhere. And it's like, oh yeah, he's only afraid of what he's making up in his mind. None of it is sure. actually rational. He could obviously smash the crap out of these cuties. But he's so scared. And yeah. I think that's so funny. It's like actually like Jake is so unafraid of so much. And I think that like it's just so funny that his anxiety is the really the only thing that is uh, his weakness, you know? Well, well, I wonder if that plays into my Jake's mistakes of the episode. Give me it. Because it follows right there. And I wonder if the fear that he has and what he's betraying according to you and what we saw uh, plays into his advice for Finn when Finn catches one of the cute guys and he's in the tree wall and they're like, I can't get him out. What what should I do? And Jake suggests shake him, shake him around until he stops. And that is terrible advice. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. That is so so bad. It's just like shake him. I mean, never like that's, Classic, like I a little kid or something. Like you hear these horror stories of like kids shaking a thing until it stops, until it, dies. Until it dies. You know, and <laughs> Jake, man, I it must have been driven by his just like freaking out anxiety. It's the only thing he can think of off the top of his head. Yeah, man. I, well, it it almost that's definitely different than my Jake mistake. My Jake mistake was that he didn't eat everything burrito. <laughs> that, that was it that was a huge it, but i did man i was i, I wrote that down as a, my jake mistake of the episode and then i read through some facts about the episode and it was revealed in the book righteous rules for being awesome that jake ate everything burrito after he buried it he went back up and dug it up and ate it so i'm very proud. very so puppy my, dog my, jake, my jake mistake was resolved at least that's good yeah, that makes sense. I was actually there too, like dog behaviors that I was curious about. It was that one, like what's he do after he buries it? Because most mm-hmm. dogs will bury it to protect and then go to, to dig it back get up. It. Yeah. And then the other thing was dogs in a bed. Ned does walk sleep in the bed. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Just, just curious on your perspective oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. No, dogs in the bed is great. I mean, most of the time he's in the bed for thirty minutes, hops down, sleeps on the floor for ninety percent of the night. Pops back up in the morning when he's ready to wake up. I'm sure he is a little, he's got to be a little yappy in the morning, right? Nope. We nope. trained him, trained him up well. He's very, he's a polite little gentleman. Wow. It took a minute. Took no. a, yeah, it took a minute there. He's getting older. <laughs> he's getting, yeah, he's very polite. He he will wait for us to wake up now. Yeah. We nice. also, we also saw Jake's sword. Yes, we did see Jake's sword. Dude, which, what a wild sword. It looks kind of evil. Yeah, so it, it it did apparently make a, a – I didn't even notice it, even myself. It did make an appearance in Tree Trunks, the first uh, episode, or in season one, that Jake really? has that sword in Tree Trunks for a moment, just for a brief moment. Um, 
But it is, I love that that is like canon. It's like canonical that Jake, that is Jake's sword for now. It's just so wild. It's it's kind of thicker. It's short. It's serrated. And it's got an evil eyeball and a skull on the, the hilt of it. Like it feels very off character. That's not what I would imagine if I was drawing uh, a sword for Jake. Yeah, it's not what you'd imagine. But like also if you say the sword is weird shaped, like isn't Jake? Can he can't he transform into weird shapes? So like, I don't know if it's a weird shape. It's just like oddly thick and short, and I don't know. I just it just doesn't match for me, and that's fine. If yeah. I mean, obviously, okay. it's, there's I'll a vision behind it, but yeah, yeah. And it may maybe it's the best uh, sword for Jake's natural form, and you could imagine him using some sort of more epic sword if he stretched to a different power, or stretched to a different size. But maybe that's the one that's like the best uh, body weight you know, of his like kind of short stoutness. It's, it's better than Jake's sword. That's for sure. Uh, it's better than Jake's him sword. being a giant sword, but which I am basically being a baseball bat. I just don't think he needs a sword and I don't think he would be a swordsman. And that's why we don't see it very often. Yeah. And then you, well, you notice that Jake picks up his sword, but Finn picks up a crossbow. Yeah. In this episode, it's like, it's like one of the first times. And I really, one of the only times in the show where we see Finn use, or choose a different weapon besides a sword. He chooses a crossbow, which is well. He even again, had the root sword at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, um, but then both of them drop their weapons when they hear the cuties charging toward the treehouse. They both just they kind, kind of, of drop it and, and go look. Yeah, I, I don't know. Not really a mistake, but just kind of a silly thing I noticed. Yeah, well, silly thing that they're again that I think it's Jake's anxiety gets Finn anxious about being nervous about these like cute yeah. people, you know, which I thought was really yeah. funny. So we haven't even talked about when the cute people well, they come they come the first time and they explode and <laughs> walk away defeated. Uh, Finn sees the cute king like super bummed out. Finn devises the plan. But they're gonna they're all gonna take the fall. We've already talked about that. So, like, what did you think about the cute person Voltron? Oh man. Well, first off, the way that they portrayed it, how big it felt, how big it seemed, and almost intimidating. I was like, okay, like we're taking a little turn. I, I did this. And then almost immediately, you're just like, oh, it's, the scale of it is tiny. <laughs> yeah, super Plus tiny. they zoom out, you know. Um it was funny, dude. It, it was great. And I love that they're kicking at Finn Shins. Like, that would still kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, but they're yeah. All just you could hear, on. like, the little pat like, noises. Like, Yeah, there, there's no clipping or, like, anything like that. Or, like, they're just kind of holding on with their hands. So, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It was cute. It was very It reminded cute. me of the Magic Man episode where all the, the yep, um, yep, yep. Freak City people kind of, like, bond together to create one mega person, too. Yeah, it's kind of the exact same thing. Yeah. But way cuter. But way cuter. I well and then yeah, I think that it's it's funny to me again, your your lovely was the cute king. But I thought almost every other, like just even by design, every other cute being was cuter than the cute king. Sure. There was just a lot more personality. I feel like with the lovely segment, I want to try and bring a little bit more oomph to it than I can yeah. or when I can. You know, oh yeah. So. Well, that's why. Yeah, it's like I, every one of them could have been a lovely, but it's like um, you only got like personality out of the cute king. So yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. Did this episode? I mean, because we were in the treehouse, because and we, I'm thinking about like season one and and hearing reviews of season three, how it did such a good job of like keeping the the natural flow of the show. Did it not remind you kind of of the Jiggler episode? It did in the way that I felt about it. Really? And that, like, it's it's just not super rememberable. Like, I was almost expecting something crazy hype after the first episode of season two being so amazing. And then we kind of come out with season three and we're just kind of hopping back into the swing of things with a good old Adventure Time goofy episode you know yeah well and you have to express so that's the crazy thing i'll i'll pop i'll pop on season nine occasionally and be like okay man like i've been watching season two now i'm ready for season nine like the deep stuff and it's just like a funny little goofy episode you know and yeah and that's there's nothing wrong of, with this episode yeah but, it's like it's it's part of what adventure time's all about and i think that's maybe why you know we could have rolled right from mortal recoil into season three and been serious again but then 
you, I think they didn't want the fans to expect this is just going to be like nine more seasons of every episode is like serious life and death threatening situations. We wanted to, they almost enter on the cute because it's so lighthearted after finishing season two. It catches no doubt, you off no guard, doubt. but it reminds you what it's all about, you know? I mean, I stand by what I said in, I don't know, last season where Mortal Recoil should have been the first episode of season three in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then we have a cute episode following that episode once we're all hooked for season three. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't look and see how long of a timeline it was between the release of season two and season three. But just in my head, it, it feels like you want to start off with a little bit of a banger. This is not a crazy rememberable episode for me. This is not an episode that is going to probably on, yeah. be on the top it's, 10 list. By it's not, I don't think it'll make it in your top 10 for And Jiggler didn't for either one of us for season one, you know, like Jiggler wasn't a super rememberable. Oh, Jiggler was like least favorite. I mean, Jiggler yeah. across the board, even from what I've seen on, in public is like one of the least favorite episodes of the entire show. Like, yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about this episode. I was like, Hey, fun. I, I think, to be honest, I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Jiggler. If nothing more than the fact that Adventure Time is meaning more to me than it has at any point in my life now that I've spent a year watching two seasons of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Like, like it's it's becoming more a part of my life and therefore I'm more tolerable and more appreciative of the the slower moments. Like now I almost want an episode like the episode where we had all the imagination and the the raining of the knives yes, and all that. Yes. Like I yeah, almost it, want another start, one of those. You it's it's kind of it's the breather and it's the you know, we go so much into canon, other characters expanding the universe and that takes a lot of like mentality to process. It takes a lot of you know, being like, "Oh, we're building this universe. This is a huge thing." So when you get those moments and those episodes where it's just Finn and Jake in there building the bond and you're seeing more of their like interactions for 80% of the episode. It's wonderful. You know, it is. And you appreciate it. And and I I love that we're not even more than two full seasons in and you're already going, yeah, man, I love when those episodes happen. Well, I, I I appreciate when those episodes happen. I really enjoy them. Um, but we did get to see a little bit of like Finn being a great guy and, and, meaning well and being like, Hey, let's, let's, you know, fake losing for the, for the team, for these cute creatures that need a morale boost. Like, let's just pretend like, I don't know. He meant so well by that. And I, I appreciate that about Finn. And he, I think he just knows like they're never going to do anything really, truly evil. They'll prank some people. And at most, like maybe they could kill someone by poisoning a sandwich, but Hopefully they won't do that. And I don't think they will. I mean, I had a, a, a kind of a deep thought about the cuties and Finn helping them. You know, I already kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, how it reminded me of the tree witch, but also it's like, honestly, at the beginning of the episode, they were really, really good. They, they first of all, try to attack and just be brutal and like be something that they're not essentially. But when they sneak into the treehouse, when the, Cute King is like, be careful of your everything burrito. They are really good at that psychological warfare, you know? So true. sneaking around the house, listening to them talk about their mom so they could manipulate the mom's voice. Like they're, they're in it. They're, they already are, have that evil mindset of like, let's psychologically destroy these people if we can. Yeah. So sure. there's, there's some evil there. And then Finn teaches know. them. He's like, Hey, you're, you're, you're not being evil enough. You should also psychologically manipulate people. Well, I'm just a sucker for the cuteness. I think is what we've learned. Yeah, you're, is just, that you're, I just, you're the ice king here. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm the ice king. I'm Finn. <laughs> I, I think in this episode and in maybe last season, somewhere along the, the way, I remember being like, man, I'm just Finn. Like the way that Finn reacts to Princess Bubblegum, the way that Finn reacts to Ice King, the way that Finn's reacting to these cute creatures. Like I just am seeing my reaction be so mirrored in his own. That's so cool though. Cause I feel like that's like, that's a great way to watch the show and like yeah. a great way to enjoy the show is being like, man, I, if, if I'm not already like Finn, I want to be like him. I want to have those reactions, you know, that's a well, great think, way to watch the show. 
I think I'm also someone who's pretty trusting of people, even like you got to kind of like burn me before I don't trust you. I don't see the good Mm -hmm. in you. Like that's, I I tend to be optimistic toward other people at first, you know? And so, you know, like Ice King's kind of burnt me a little bit. These cute guys haven't done anything to me. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove otherwise, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's very true. So, I mean, I give you that. I think I was a little bit more harsh on the cuties in this episode because I'm like, they're evil. And Finn has some like really intense moments later in the show where he's always debating on like what's evil, what's not evil. Like you're doing evil things, but like I can't kill you because like I could redeem you. And so I do see him Mm. pursuing the redemptive qualities of people rather than like just destroying anything that's evil. Is that... Yeah. You know, and oh, I just I want to talk about grass fin so much right now, but I can't. So all my fans Fern? know, yeah, talking about Fern. And so all my fans out there just talking about like Finn debating on whether or not something is good or bad. Um I just I see the the more conundrum in him in later seasons that like if it were older Finn in this season, he'd probably really sit and think about can I help these people? Are they, are they good? Are they evil? Instead of being, you know, this is a little bit more impulsive thing too. I'm still getting, you know? Yeah. Well, Ned, do you have any other thoughts before we hop into lessons? We're getting a little deep into this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my only other deep thought, um, it well, you know, I'll say that, I'll say that because it, it, it plays into my lesson. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold my deep thought because that's, it, okay. it goes into my main lesson of the episode. So yes, we do have some great facts about this episode. I love that they, Started out season three, it was a handful of some references and a handful of some uh, some stuff that they didn't release in the show. So the first one, the most boring one, I'll start with the borings, is that in the credits, they now only put certain voice actors in the additional voice section. Um, in earlier seasons, they had put every additional voice actor. So I think they're realizing that they've got a lot of characters. <laughs> you know, they've got LSB, they've got two seconds of cinnamon bun in this one that they may not credit cinnamon bun in this episode. That's fair. Um, So in the old version, the cuties were actually called snuggle. I can't say this with a straight face. Snuggle doodle in the hug of boopies (laughs) instead of the cuties. It was, I think the king was the king was snuggle doodle and his army was the hug of boopies, which I I thought was so great. As yeah, like, see, want, if they were called the hug, what is hugaboobies, they would hug-a-boobies. be my lovelies for sure. <laughs> it would definitely be the lovely. Yeah, they, they would have won it. Um, another fun part of this episode, almost almost over my head, is that uh, even though Bimo is genderless, like we've talked about, Finn calls it Milady in this episode. Ah, cool. Um, so we've already established we're calling Bimo him just for consistency's sake. We're just saying when we refer to Bimo, let's go. Oh yeah, he did this, him did this. But Bimo is genderless. We will 100% always recognize that. But in the in the show, they go back and forth in terms of gender uh, naming. And he's like, yes, my lady. So I love that. <laughs> I love that that's a good reference in this episode. I, I um, guess I didn't even pick up on that. I mean, I definitely yeah. remember it, but I, I must have just heard that and not like thought he was talking about Bimo for some reason. I, well, it's, I don't it's, know. That's it's cool. a nice part in the show where it's like somebody is genderless and it's totally normal. You know, it's not something, it's yeah. not even, it's not. They didn't make a big deal out of it. It's not like a we're doing right now. Growing, yeah, <laughs> if this had been made now, people would be all like hype or controversial about it. And it's just like, no, it's, it's a robot. It's a robot in a TV show. It's okay for it to be genderless. And like, yeah. that's why it's so great. It does switch back and forth in terms of, he and him and her and Malady and, and well, kinda, if I was if I was gonna get a tattoo from this show right now, I, I'm leaning toward BMO. Yeah, certainly. well, dude, next time you're in Atlanta, no, or, or next time I'm in Nashville, we're going to get BMO nope. tattoos. No, I'll do, I will that. do it in a minute. I will. Yeah, well, you can do it on your own. I don't <laughs> have any tattoos, y'all. In case you're wondering why I'm hesitant, I just don't have any tattoos. So. I know it's, it's it would be a hard first one, but it's one that I would be. I'd be okay if my wife hated too. So it's whatever. <laughs> Get it on your butt. Oh yeah. Be, be my butt. Be my butt tattoo. <laughs> what mama don't know won't hurt her. Give me all your money, honey. 
<laughs> was that, was um, two different references. <laughs> Another factoid, BMO's camera produces the same sound as the Hitchhiker's camera from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Cool. Which I think is funny. They pulled a sound bite out of a horror film for BMO. Hmm. Would you believe me if I said I've never seen that film before? I would not. I would 100% believe it. You're not a big fan of horror movies. Yeah, I'm scared of cat. Yeah. Well established yeah. on this podcast. Some some of the Texas Chainsaws are worth seeing. Some of them are not. You know, and he yeah. does a thing with skin and puts it on his face. I, I've I've seen enough. I'm good. I've <laughs> seen enough. Um, and then my last like great fact, and I, this is the one I had bolded um, of my factoids because I love this YouTube series. It's uh, the cute king actually yells out "Bravest Warriors." You know, when he's addressing his uh, all his clan, his warriors. That is a reference to Pendleton Ward's earlier cartoon show called Bravest Warriors, which was, I don't know if it was only released on YouTube. I don't know if it was a a brief Adult Swim Cartoon Network thing. It's hilarious. And there's a character called Catbug. And that's why I loved in the actual title card of the show, there's a ladybug crawling on one of their faces as they're being cute. I would imagine it was a call out to Catbug. If I'm getting that right, Pen Ward, send us an email and be like, dude, you got my reference. Nobody's gotten it in 20 years. But <laughs> dude, if if you're a Bravest Warriors yeah. fan, like you can you can relate to my catbug love. But um yeah, right. you like you like anime, you like cartoon shows. Like we need to watch Brave. It's it's like somewhere right in between Midnight Gospel and Adventure Time. Cool. Well. So yeah, we gotta watch right. it. But I love the I love the call out. Pen Ward's like like you know posting his own shows uh, up there. Yeah, why not do it? Why not? Why not just do it? Just freaking do it. Oh man, would you? So give me your lessons for this show. What'd you learn? Yeah, now that you're <laughs> making fun of me, Dad. Um, man, my first lesson: don't uh don't let your brain down. Turn up your fear volume. It's my yes, first one. I, I love that. I that was like definitely my highlighted quote of the episode. Is don't let your brain dial turn up your fear. Was yeah, it fear volume fear levels. Up. Fear volumes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Uh, my second one is determine your strengths and utilize them to control other people. Uh, <laughs> also known as kill them with cuteness. Kill them with kindness. What it's about you, Ari- Ed? Ariana Grande all over them. Kill them <laughs> Ari- with kindness. Yeah. No, my, mine was mine was give or take uh, the same thing, oh, maybe with a deeper aspect behind it. Was like, do what you're good at, you know, like learn your skills, learn where you hone in, but don't like force your wants and desires into areas where they don't fit. And that's what I feel like the cute king did just a terrible job at. He wanted to rule, he wanted to be controlling, didn't have that self realization that you're super cute. You can't do that, you know? You need to hone your skills and hone what your given gifts are, you know, and and find your desires, find what you're searching for through the path where your gifts are given you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and totally agree. Tell with cuteness. TLDR, don't, fit, don't force a square block into a round hole. Okay. Know? Yeah. Right on. Well, Ned, I got a wreck for you. Uh, I, oh, give me a wreck. Yeah, man. We did something the other day. Uh, me and Allie, I guess, created these. So uh, TM, 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 TM. Um, non-canonical date nights is what I'm going to say or what I'm going to okay. call this. I love, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, so what we did was we kind of make fun of certain restaurants and certain activities as things that we would just never do in the canon of our relationship. So... We went to Olive Garden the other night hey. because Olive Garden is a running joke on a podcast that we love. Um, they went to Olive Garden a lot growing up. Uh, what was it? MBMBAM. And so we're like, all right, we got to go to Olive Garden. And and non-canonical date night, one other partner surprises the other partner with an activity in a, a dinner place. And it has to be something that you would never actually go, but you end up enjoying it yes. because you're kind of going ironically. You're kind of like there as a joke. So the whole time you're just like, why are we here? Like, what are we doing? But you're just, you got to fully embrace it and just enjoy the date night. And it, it makes you go do things that you would never actually do 
which is kind of really fun and and they're really rememberable. So yeah, dude, uh, I love I love that yeah. I love that because that's I feel like that's a, a something you that's a, a type of mentality you should take on with life is like you know put your ego aside and do something just because even if you're you're going into it as a joke or going into it as a you just have a good time like you're just there you know just be there. Yeah. No, totally. And, and that's what we did. So we, we did Olive Garden and then we, <laughs> I don't know if this counts as an activity, but, uh, Allie had us doing Buzzfeed quizzes and <laughs> taking the, uh, what is the Enneagram? So that's what we ended up doing after it's, it's, Olive Garden. Uh, it's a date night where if you did this unironically, you'd be like, I wouldn't date this person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's like <laughs> a weird things. Like I think the example that people come up to or come up with when I mentioned this to them is like, Oh, like, so you go to like Chili's or Applebee's or something like that. Some like weird chain restaurant. And then you go and do pottery. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that would be a great one. Except for like we've done pottery like canonically in our relationship, and Ali yeah, used to work at a pottery place, so that doesn't count for us. Yeah, um, but highly recommend it. Non-canonical date nights. Uh, you heard it here first. I I believe. Yeah, I, I I did a similar thing with Jackie. One of our first, probably first five dates, we had a, a f- joke fun date, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we got really dressed up and then went to some place that wasn't really dressed up? Now we went to. We went to Ted's in Athens. Okay. Um, not not Ted's Montana Grill, but Ted's, like the yeah. weird pizza. And, you know, we were we were overdressed, but uh, it wasn't as bad as like if we did that and went to like Taco Bell, which I'm like, oh, we should have done that. You know, we should have yeah. gotten it. And we, we looked like we were going on a daggum semi-formal. Like, That's it was pretty funny. fun. So that was fun. So I've done you something You definitely similar. would give other people something to talk about. Like you definitely would be the talk. Like I remember being at a Waffle House in Athens and seeing a bride and a groom walk yeah. in at like 1130 at night. And we're all just like, what is going yeah, on? If, Why are if they you haven't waffle seen house? a bride and a groom in a waffle house, you haven't been to a waffle house. Come on. It's true. That's very it's true. true. It's true. That's, that's just Georgia things. Yeah. That's just Canon. That's just Canon right there. <laughs> oh man. My recommendation would have to be, um, commander deck magic, the gathering. Okay. Um, I've uh, I've recently become closer friends with one of my wife's good friends from high school, and he loves Magic the Gathering, and so he's been attempting to get me way more into it. And mm. we started building what's called Commander decks, which is instead of four, uh, sixty cards, you play with a hundred cards, mm-hmm. and it's a whole extra type of strategy. So, Ned, it's uh, it's intense, man. Ned. <laughs> What, that I'm playing Magic? Do you feel like I'm cheating on you? With someone else? You're playing with someone else? <laughs> I am. I'm building building bigger decks, too. Bigger decks? Stronger I just decks? Like, I just like him because he's decks. bigger. I just like him because he's bigger, Russell. Oh, my gosh. Freaking. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Is that a dirty joke? Get out of here. Get out of uh, here. <laughs> anyways, y'all, thanks so much for uh, coming along with us. Another episode down. Uh, this was like a fun, goofy episode. It was, you know, like nothing too deep thoughts. I can't believe we went on for an hour about it, but it's uh, it's almost easier to talk. I feel like when we haven't talked in a week, and then yeah. we can just shoot the shit. You know, it's, it's true. Fun. I mean, when I was in Atlanta, we literally talked for like four hours. Oh, like, dude, we was, stayed up till like two a.m. Yeah, I mean, we were just sitting in the kitchen chatting. So, um, I mean, good times, but. But certainly, like, this episode just didn't... It didn't have a lot of meat, as you like to say. But that's okay. Like, it was a fun episode. Go check it out if you haven't already seen it um, or haven't seen it in a while. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram at NeverEnding Adventure Podcast, TikTok at NeverEnding Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, and email us your thoughts, your opinions. You know, if you got something good for us, we'll feature it on the show, on the podcast. Just like Austin. Just like Austin at NEA underscore, or sorry, no, NEA dot travelers log at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Maybe someday we'll have a visual element uh, if we can afford some cameras. And if you haven't already, hit us up with that review uh, on Apple Podcasts and we'll shoot you a sticker. If you can only do like a Spotify thing because that's where you listen and you don't have Apple Podcasts, you know, take a screenshot of that and send it to us and we'll happily send you a sticker anyway. Yes, and um, for those fans that are expecting stickers already, they are in progress. We are sourcing them right now. 
So we need to hurry up. <laughs> they are coming. Yes, we need to. Uh, I'm going to double check on that tomorrow gonna to make asking. sure they are actually happening. Like we've yeah. got some. Uh, we've got some sources. We've sent the files. The quotes are really slow. I don't know why the well, quotes are slow. If that doesn't work, we'll just go online and order them from a you know like some random sticker yeah. thing that I've done before. You can do it's anything just, on Etsy nowadays. Yeah, it's just a little more expensive, but we'll do that. Who cares? Um. Anyways. Every Tuesday, y'all. We'll be back next Tuesday for uh, episode two of season three. Yes, we're getting in it. Getting, getting, getting in it, back in it, back to it. Getting uh, our hands in the dirt. In the meantime, I, I guess you could, oh, man, I, you know, you know, I'm thinking about it right now. I, I suppose you could just party forever. Just, uh, yeah, I will party forever, Russell. And because I loved you guys so much. It's my special. I loved you. 